Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here, our good co-host. He's a conservative and uh, is Are a natural. Are you sure I'm here? I may not be. <laughs> well, that's true. In your advanced age, you just never know how these things never go. Never remember whether I'm here or not. <laughs> right. You say that. <laughs> <laughs> you believe it. <laughs> uh, I know it's true. All right. But that is Joe. I'm Mark Lawrence. I'm always here. So if you need anything, just call me. On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We're going to start out with our lines uh, tied up, and we're going to talk to some guests. Uh, then we'll open up our phones uh, for folks to ask our panel some questions today. We're glad to say that uh, we invited the Northampton County Commissioners on our program. And in the weeks ahead, we'll have the rest of the commission on the show, but we took advantage of the fact that uh, Sam Shikatano is available today. He's chair of the Northumberland County Commissioners. So, uh, Sam, thank you so much for coming in today. Morning, I appreciate Sam. it. Thank for the invite. I haven't been here for a while. It's, it's uh, you know, I've been commissioned for seven years, and I think it's been four years or five I haven't been here. Well, we, yeah, we, were, we had a little bit of an outage without you up here, and then we hit the pandemic, and Joe was isolated in the in the tent. Yeah. We had a little, uh, we set up a tent in him with special oxygen and everything, and a little bit of nitrous mixed in, and that helped him, and a lot of vitamin uh, kept me happy. B12 <laughs> kept him going. Yeah, right, he was always smiling. Uh, so, yeah, Sam Shikatano is back in person, and in the weeks ahead, we'll get the rest of the commissioners Correct. here, because yes. I think you really get great perspectives. Well, we do have another guest with us also this morning. Working on that. Uh, right. Nathan Savage is here. He is the new chief clerk in Northumberland County. He's trying to fill the uh, very ably filled shoes and position of Mary Rose McCarthy who uh, recently retired, uh, but now Nathan Savage is uh, chief clerk in Northumberland County. So, Nathan, welcome on board. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I do appreciate here you being here. You were here about four years ago when you were running for elected office. You've kind of relinquished uh, some of the partisan opportunities so that you could work in the election office as director of elections in Northumberland County. Was that about two and a half years or so in that position? My first election was 2020, so I came in for Biden-Trump 2020, and that's when hit the ground running. All right. Well, fantastic. Yeah. We had no other options. Plus <laughs> pandemic. And uh, well, and I know down at the elections office, uh, f- smart folks like Sam surround you with good people to help you out to keep things going. So, And now Lindsay Phillips is the individual that's going to run elections, right? Yep. All right. And you're going to help out there a lot, I'm sure, about that. So I just think that's uh, we got things well run there. Well, Sam, let's start out with you. Uh, Mary Rose McCarthy, say something kind about her, if you don't uh-huh. mind, so that we can introduce Nathan's and his many jobs. Listen, I, I remember going back uh, when uh, Rick Shuck and myself were, were first elected and, you know, Rick told me to go see Mary Rose. She was a good person, you know, to interview her for the chief clerk position. Never met her in my life. Met her for about a half hour at her home 
and I said, you're the person I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you have these, you've, uh, the Human Services Department in particular and some other agencies came up with what I call these quintessential administrators that are just super smart, don't have a partisan bone in their body, and just want county taxpayers to be super served. Yeah, she, she just has done a great job, and I mean... Uh, not only as chief clerk handling the human services departments and rest of the county, but being helpful when we needed people in the election office. I'm in charge of the elections in our county. You know, she would be over there working endlessly when we built the the prison. You know, up at the south campus, she was involved. I mean, she was involved in everything. Uh, sort of became, I told her, like my psychiatrist because every time <laughs> I needed to talk to somebody, we would spend a lot of time. You know, either in the office or on the phone, talking, and you need those kinds of kinds of people. And that's Nathan's finding that out when he gets calls eight o'clock at night, and I say, "Don't start the clock. You're not getting paid for this." <laughs> and uh, you know, we do things like that. But but one thing I got, I want to say also about you know Joe and, and you, Mark. I just enjoyed you guys. I, I, you know, I met you seven years ago, and I listened to you when I come to work every morning. And especially well, I'm just what, portraying a liberal, if that's what you're. Well, about. no. Here's here's what I wanted to say because it's it's interesting. I can get to listen to Fox News and MSNBC coming to work every morning by by turning on the radio. So <laughs> I keep telling Mark he's got to stop listening to Fox News. But <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, Mary Rose just was a great person, and yep. and uh, it was time. You know, she wanted to spend time with her grandchildren and everything, and I don't blame her. You know, I'm sort of at that age myself, but now that Mary Rose isn't there, I am the oldest one in the office. <laughs> and I think with the uh, grandchildren issue with Nathan, you're probably safe for quite a few years. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> he appears yes. to be a rather young man. But but Nathan's, you know, stepped in and he's doing a great job and, and, uh, and he's learning and, and he's going to do a good job for us. Nate, what does a chief clerk do? I think, uh, I think I have sort of my idea just from seeing them in action for many years, but what's the, how, how's the official job description go? Well, if I, if I can start, I want to step back for one second and add my first line from Mary Rose McCarthy. So she was my administrator when I took over in elections, and the first line I heard from her was, have a good day, get it done, click. So that was Mary <laughs> Rose's, she was a human services at heart, but she really knew how to get things done. So. Um, chief clerks are also called county administrators. Uh, basically, they're like a superintendent of a school district at the county level. So they, they go in, they yield to their board. Um, the commissioners all oversee departments, and I basically do what I'm told. So I interact and uh, kind of act much like a communication center for the department heads for issues, bring up important things to the commissioners, um, and handle, handle everyday stuff on my own if I can. Well, and you have to keep so many different aspects of the county uh, in mind or top of the mind. I mean, investments and wages and inflation and costs and expenses and crises or catastrophes <laughs> or uh, all the things that happen in the county. You are really sort of the funnel to the commissioners. Yeah, and, and you know, it's great. I think we have we have our commissioner group chat, so, you know, if something big comes up, I just hit the group chat. If there's specific departmental issues, I'm able to go to the go to the chairman, go to the um, other commissioners for their departments. So it's really kind of about being that conduit, um, getting attention where it needs to be. Sam, you, you worked very hard on the, the new jail. I, I can remember talking to you those years ago and when we were talking about what needed to be done and where it was going to be located, and you put a lot of your heart and soul 
full into that. And now there have been some issues about staffing and, and things like that. How is it going with the new jail, and what are the problems, and what are the solutions? Well, th- you know, that's a great question, because uh, just a few weeks ago, I had Nathan go reach out to other counties to see if they had issues, because the big issue right now is staffing. Almost everybody has a staffing issue, especially, you know, in, in the prison buildings. Uh, you know, I think it's just a, a sign of our economy, sign of our times. People just seem like they don't want to work. Um, but, you know, I think that we have come up with some ideas, some incentives at the at the uh, prison. We have been giving uh, the people who brought people in, they're getting extra bonuses. People that don't miss work for a certain amount of time get an extra bonus. Uh, but the big issue is weekends. Weekends is what kill us. And, and Commissioner Best came up with an idea of bringing people in uh, that we proposed to the union, uh, bringing people in, ex-guards, ex-sheriff people or police officers or parole people, train them to come in on weekends to help help fill our staff up because weekends is the problem. And, uh, you know, we're, we're working on that and, and we're coming up with ideas. And the, the one thing people, you know, people... People just say you throw money at things. They don't understand. You, you know, I wasn't a businessman, but I was a union person for even being a Republican for 36 years. I was a union president for eight years. We have seven unions in Northumberland County. You don't just start messing around with a union and open up a contract that they voted on and and say, we're going to raise your salary, because that opens up six other unions that are going to say, we want our contract opened, and now we have to meet a budget that I think... You know, maybe our taxpayers can't meet. We have a we have a tax base of a lot of senior citizens, a lot of older people, and uh, they don't have when this inflation hit. They don't have a raise in uh, uh, in Social Security or a raise in their pension to help combat this. So, you know, it's a fine line between. Uh, making your employees happy and giving them a, a, a sufficient amount of money uh, for their salary and making sure the county uh, residents can can afford to pay the taxes for that. And how have you done that lately? We'll get th- this answer from both of you. How do you stay? Well, you're not within budget. You know, you're over budget. Now, you have some federal dollars assist. You mean for the prison? Yeah, for the prison or the well, whole county. Well, let, let, me, let me first... Uh, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody out there knows this because people put stuff in the paper and say we're charging, we're costing the taxpayers with all the overtime in the prison, you know, so much money. Let me tell you, because I watched the budget very closely. <laughs> Last year's budget at the prison was a half a million dollars under. This year's budget right now at the prison is a half a million dollars under. And that's because you don't have enough staff? So that's because we now. don't have enough staff. They're getting overtime, but we're not paying medical benefits. We're not paying pensions. We're bringing in parole and and the sheriff's department to work on weekends. They already have their pensions and medical benefits, so we're not duplicating that. So actually, you know, people are bringing up the prison's cost us. It's actually the past two years since the pandemic has cost us less. That's not a good thing because we want to get more employees there. 
But again, we have checked with other counties. It's not only Northumberland County. It's m- out of the 67 counties, at least half of them are having the same issues. Okay, and now well, county-wide, how have you coped with inflation and, and staffing and, and made sure that folks felt, uh, you know, welcome to stay in Northumberland County when they might be, uh, what is it, what do you say, cannibalized by other businesses? Well, <clears throat> Part of the uh, benefits that the commissioners have taken on, and, and I'm saying this as, a, as an administrator, is that there have been uh, block scheduling. So for in the human services, for example, you know, if, if somebody was sick, they, they keep us up to date on the data, they keep us up to date on the testing, but then they were also able to have um, caseworkers and administrators rotate working from home. So that was a big thing that basically was a, actually a cost-saving measure. Um, and the administrators came and said, listen, you want to work from home. You, you hit some administrative pushback from that. However, what it did was it kept people in the office and cycled them through so that their cases were uh, being attended to. But then um, the other thing is, too, is that there's a lot of departments that have a few people in them. So elections, for example, had two full-time staff. Uh, you know, your assessment, your planning, they have less staff members. So you're able to spread out and, and still be able to go in the county because, uh, as I just gave the example of some of the bigger departments being able to cycle that uh, in and out of the office. A lot of the other departments were in the offices full-time, and Commissioner, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but Northumberland County, we we stayed working in the offices. All right, and any other offsets for inflation or higher costs county-wide? Well, you know, we just approved, uh, I think at the last uh, uh, board, our board meeting, you know, uh, an inflation catch-up that I called it for our employees. Listen, I understand with inflation and the, and the way salaries are, uh, you know, people need to get more money. And we gave a $600 bonus or whatever you want to call it to every employee who worked uh, since the, pa- the past year, uh, since last July 1st up until this point. So they did get a bonus. The, the issue is people think, you know, right away they say, hey, your employees are underpaid. But we're not like a McDonald's or somewhere where they can – listen, I used to buy a hamburger, french fries, and a soda for $5. It's now $9. You know, they're paying their people $15, $16 an hour, but I can't do that. I can't say, well, we're going to raise – we're going to give you more money, and we're going to raise everybody's taxes up so much to account for it. You know, that's the fine line you're doing as commissioners. Listen, we haven't raised taxes. I, I right now, with the budget I'm working on, I don't think we're going to have to raise taxes again next year. It's, pre- it's a little early to be saying that, but I watch the budget monthly. And uh, as anybody will tell you, is I am very frugal. <laughs> well, one of the other things that you talked about doing, because you have such a big campus out at the prison, is uh, finding other opportunities to use space and rent it and uh, generate income. How's that going? Well, Joe, that you know, that's a good point. Number one, the project out there was a half a million dollars under budget when we built that. Uh, I oversaw that project. I was up there all the time. I was measuring the cement content to make sure it was right. Not only that, after that, we ended up selling the property up there to the marijuana company up on the upper end. I, I don't remember the cost, but it was in the millions. I don't know if it was two or three. That took down the cost of it. Then we also rent one of the buildings to Gadenzia, which is a drug and alcohol rehabilitation taste, which is a great thing. It's helping people up there. And then we have another building that we're renting uh, a whole campus. It's an administration building and two dorms to juvenile, uh, to a juvenile company that's also paying 
paying rent. So yeah, we are we are doing well with what we had up there, and I think we're in a position. The marijuana company got a, a rack fee for four million or something a couple months ago. So They're interested grant. in buying some more property, and uh, you know, it, it, every time we get rent, every time we we sell something up there. It's helping the taxpayers, and it's helping keeping our budget down so that our people in our county can afford it. So what, what is the biggest challenge you think you're facing? Both of you can answer this question. In the next couple of years, that you're something that maybe uh, you're, keeps you up at night <laughs> worrying about? Well, the biggest thing is for, for me is, is, you know, I want to make sure our, we have 500, somewhere around 500 employees. I want to make sure our employees understand that we appreciate what they're doing. A lot of, you know, you, you talk about children and youth or drug and alcohol or area aging or veterans. A lot of those programs that, you know, it, it's not just uh, a job. I think it's it's more, you have to have a passion. If, if you work with senior citizens, you want to help the, the, these senior citizens who can't get along by themselves. You know, drug and alcohol, children and youth, it's the same thing, we're helping people. How how do you, you you know how do you let these people know you appreciate them without just giving them these big salaries and 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 that's the biggest conflict I have you know listen as a county commissioner the lowest paid commissioner in the state of Pennsylvania but I don't I don't dwell on that I dwell on what good I can do for Northumberland County and right. uh, Nate that's biggest where challenge you know I I think the biggest challenge is going to be balancing. Um, the budget, which which is the commissioner's biggest thing, uh, but since I've come in, one of the biggest things we've taken on is that employee morale and and departmental morale. So we've been in the departments, and when I say we, uh, Chairman Chicatano and I have visited several departments um, regularly. You know, since I've been here for two months, we've been in children and youth five, six times, and and a lot of times it's just about seeing your employees, about being present for them. Uh, you know, and certainly Commissioner Klebon, Commissioner Best have been over to the other departments, but to jump back to with the with the prison campus. Uh, something, a lot of people have known me politically, Mark, as you said earlier, but the other part of me is is also a human services minded, and I hold degrees in psychology and neuroscience. And the other thing, too, is not only is the the campus down there cost effective, but you have to think with Gadenzia there providing inpatient, we're one of the only county prisons that has an inpatient detox facility on its campus, which is a massive cost savings, and it's also a massive level of treatment for people to have where they're not just getting lost inside mm -hmm. of the prison system. So I think with my point with that is I want to just talk about balancing some of those departments and seeing what we can offer and what, what else we can partner with. All right. Well, fabulous uh, answer to that because I just think uh, if, you, if you have a degree, you can serve as that listening post and uh, uh, great, uh, well, just a sort of a sounding board for all your commissioners, much the way Mary Rose McCarthy did. You know, this idea of just uh, sometimes the best the best response you have is, is to listen. Uh, Kimberly Best and Joe Claybon will be back, uh, will be on our program as well in the weeks ahead, but we have one of the Northumberland County Commissioners here, Sam Shikatano, Chairman of the Board, uh, Chairman of the Prison Board. Is Oh, you Chair of the Prison Board? No, I'm not. Oh. Joe, uh, Joe Clubon is actually the oh. Vice Chair. Uh, Judge Saylor is the Chairman. And you're you're in charge of the elections these days, though, right? I'm in charge of elections right, and some go. other departments. All right, and also here is uh, Nate Savage is the Director. He was Director of Elections. Now he is the Chief Clerk. We're going to open up phones. Joe's got some more questions. We're going to try to dig in 
into the issues in Northumberland County when we come back. Oh, we've been doing that. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And we're back with On the Mark, our guest, Sam Sikshikatano, Northumberland County Commission Chairman, and Nathan Savage, the Chief Clerk. Gentlemen, how are the... Uh well, what's the progress on the uh, restoration of the courthouse? I think you're off to a flying start. It looks great on the outside. What's going on? What's left to do? Yeah, you know, it's it's unique. Uh, probably two of the biggest projects in the county history, the, the building of the prison, which we just finished, and now the renovation of the courthouse, which probably should have been done 50 years ago. You know, we're finally, we finally got to. And, uh, uh, you know, we're about 80% finished with that they're still doing some of the outside outside work uh, as far as the air conditioning and heating systems they've been in, they've been in, in put in and the adjustments are being made for you know for their thermostats and things but uh, you, you know I have to give uh, Justin Scavery credit from our, our, our uh, planning department because he's overseeing the project with with our project manager Carl who we hired and uh, he's on top of everything I mean I go down weekly to see the progress and and uh, it's stunning to see the actual color of the outside now it, it almost looks like a brand new building uh, when I go in and see all the new uh, I was just with Judge Saylor last week actually in his office he says he now has air conditioning he doesn't have yeah. to have <laughs> open windows with fans or, or anything. window air conditioning. <laughs> well, and there's complaints from Shemokin Dam, the glare off the gold dome. <laughs> Tell me about <laughs> this. And the gold dome, which is now seen from the from the river, you know, as people pass. And, and the plan is down the road, you know, we're working with the city to get lights on that at night. So when, when people come into Sunbury, they, at nighttime, they'll see something. I mean, you look up and, you know, we have the gold dome, we have the old courthouse, something that cannot be, could not have been replicated. It's it's just, it's it's going to be outstanding. It was a $4.3 million project. You know, I, w I want to give credit to uh, Linda Culver and, and uh, Senator Gordner because they came uh, and helped us with our with the Rackby to help help do that project. I think it was a million and a half. Uh, that saved us from having to use our money to do that. Um, you, you know, we ended up. Justin Scavery got us a hundred thousand dollar grant to to help replace or not replace, but fix the flooring inside because it's the old tiles from a hundred years ago that we had to match. Uh, we're making it as historic as we can. Um, and 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 really, I mean, it's a beautiful building. And uh, even when it's done, we'll have a couple things to do. But we, you know, we took the big oak trees down on the outside. They had to be there. They weren't there from the beginning of the prison. I, I, I or not the prison. The beginning of the courthouse. And I and I say this as a joke, but I, I said, yeah. 
I wasn't sure these big oak trees were there. They were starting to get into the foundation. I said, but I checked with Jim Eister, and he said when he was around when they built the courthouse and there were no trees there. So I'm taking his word for it. Celotex site county still owns that. Some some may say a boondoggle. Others say what a fabulous opportunity. What, what's your view on that? We've been... Uh, We've been actually with the Celtex property, you know, been trying to sell it, get it back on the tax rolls for years. And we've been talking with the city of Sunbury, who wants to take it over, who wants to purchase it off us, and wants to do uh, infrastructure as far as sore lines and water lines and red lights out there to make it more sellable. And uh, we're still in the process of working things out with them to do that. And the reason is they, uh, why the city wants to take it over is they put in for a I think a million and a half Rackby to do the upgrades to it and as as the cities you know to get that we'd have to turn the property over to them so you know we're working on on a on some kind of uh, agreement that you know the property does get into the city's name and I think that will all be done in the next few months I forget what did you pay for that site do you remember I didn't pay anything for well, it I know I, that was a pr- previous administration well, I, I, I should say what did the county pay they for paid it? two million dollars <laughs> okay uh, I think it was auctioned at 500,000 and then for some reason the county paid two million but but uh, you know, it was a property when I came, that's where the prison was going to go. Right. And we just had issues when we were meeting with our contractors, you know, about soil. You know, if you're going to be overnight, you had to do certain, really get rid of some of the soil because of what was there before. And uh, then pylons had to be put in. And every time I went to a meeting, it just added up the things you had to do with that property. And that's why we started looking for another place. Anything you want to add? We've got a minute left. We'll get 30 seconds from you and 30 seconds from Nate. You know, j- just what you know. One thing I just want to add quick is that it seems like the county commissioners in Northumberland County are now working with other counties around us. People are, you know, wanting want to get. Uh, advice from us want us to be part of their you know uh, departments we do we join drive we're in Cedacog it's it's a very relaxed atmosphere we're not in the paper every day for having problems <laughs> and uh, it's enjoyable to work there and I, and I think all the commissioners are trying to do the best that we can for our taxpayers I agree Anything to add? On a personal note, um, I found a home in administration outside of the political realm. And one of the best parts is getting to just work with all the administrators and seeing how these services have expanded to to help people in our community. And, and it's very direct outcomes for them. Yeah, That's your great. learning curve has been straight up for quite a while now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and getting better. Plus, you love continuing education, so you're going to be a real asset in the years ahead. So we appreciate you being on board. You're listening to WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe. Hey, man. What's up? Oh, you're back on the pot. Somebody That's mentioned right. growing marijuana. Fetterman just left me oh, okay. a message. Right. Are you contributing to his campaign? No. Would you like to? No. They're looking for donors. I'm sure they are, but he's, he's got plenty of money. He supports legalized pot. I know he does. 
Welcome on board WKOK's <laughs> live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. He's a natural-born conservative, but likes to listen to what people have to say nah, before, not before really. dismissing them outright. <laughs> uh, and dismissing them outright saves time. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me a skip on the listening. Only kidding, folks. All right, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna call you Mitch McConnell then. All right, hey, Mitch you McConnell's might as well on our show. We'll call you Nancy Pelosi. Oh, I wish I was a glonksillionaire <laughs> like her. What did you say? Somebody said she was worth $13 million? Yes. Our, well, her Sorry. husband's doing all that good insider training. He's making a lot of money. All right. 1-800-795-9565. If you'd like to respond to the false statement Joe just said, call <laughs> us. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Or if you'd like to ignore the facts, as Mark just did, give us a call at the same numbers, please. Text us at <laughs> 70236. Include the keyword OTM. Now, Paul Pelosi. He wants to sue you for defamation of character since you said he did insider training. Is he considered oh, a public he, person? He is uh, considered one, yes. Oh. But he, I, I don't know that he's doing insider trading, but it certainly does look suspicious, don't you think? Well, I mean, the, the news is, stories, he's, he'd have to sue a heck of a lot of people before he got to me. It was worth discussing, and that's what we did on the show, and we got a lot of good perspectives on that. We're going to launch into open phones today. If you have a re- reaction or a remark about what we talked about with the Northumberland County Commissioner Chair uh, and Nate Savage, the new chief clerk, call us. Or if you'd like to talk about something else, we will have Joe Clubon and uh, Kimberly Best on in the weeks ahead. Uh, we issued an inv- invite to all three. So uh, they may not all be here at the same time, but uh, different perspectives, and they're different leaders. They they have different departments, so each brings something different to the show. And they get along just duckily, as uh, um, Sam Sam said. They're not in the news item every single day these days, so that is nice. They're not on the radio uh, every single day, so that's uh, that's kind of good. Uh, there are reports from lower Northumberland County this morning that a pedestrian was struck and killed by a first responder heading to a reported accident with a piece of uh, fire apparatus. Northumberland County 911 state and first responders headed to the reported crash at 2.20 a.m. on Route 147 in Lower Mahanoy Township, south of Herndon. Social media reports indicate there is a report that one of the responding pieces of apparatus hit a pedestrian. The county tells us the Northumberland County Coroner's Office was summoned. No further details are out yet. A section of Route 147 was closed until a few moments ago. It is now open uh, between Herndon and Dalmatia. The closure was between 2.25 and Toad Valley Road. There, Geisinger says they got a case of monkeypox in their system. They won't say who or where or which facility or even in which state. But Geisinger Health System says uh, they do have monkeypox and they are treating at least one individual. Uh, they say individuals who visit the hospital are 100% safe and infection control best practices are being utilized in the Geisinger system these days. Speaking of infections, statewide and valley COVID-19 cases are at their highest peak in the last two months. State Department of Health update shows a total of 22,000 new daily cases. That's 3,100 per day. The Valley's weekly case count also rose 329 new cases of COVID-19 in the past week around here. How about name, image, and likeness payments for high school students? It could happen in Pennsylvania. We want to provide a proactive approach to mom and dad and guardians and families so they can make educated decisions and not get caught up in something as simple as tax implications or financial implications that students at 18 years of age aren't ready for. 
That's the PIAA Executive Director Bob Lombardi on the Steve Jones Show recently. He says there are name, image, and likeness programs in some other states around the U.S., and they're looking at those before they impose some rules coming up. A portion of Reagan Street in Sunbury will be reopened to traffic by the end of next month. Sunbury City Councilman Jim Meister gave us an update there. A portion of Route 405 will be closed in the next two months for reconstruction following the opening of the CSVT. Folks are telling us the barricades are there now. The road may be open, but uh, they say some of the barricades are at the ready for the closure of 405. What they'll do is they'll close what is uh, the new 405 uh, between Montandon and Northumberland so they can reconfigure where there was a stop sign at 405 where you got onto the old Route 147. And Dr. Oz has joined the growing number of Republicans who say, wait a minute, there wasn't anything wrong with gay marriage all along, and so I support it. Pennsylvania GOP Senate nominee Mamet Oz says he would support legislation to ensure federal protections for same-sex marriage if he's elected U.S. Senator. And Dr. Oz, uh, one of his spokesmen, said, quote, Dr. Oz believes that same-sex couples should have the same freedom to get married as straight couples, unquote. Oz's communications director said that the uh, uh, Respect for Marriage Act, which would codify marital rights for same-sex and interracial couples passed the House last week with some Republican votes. They are currently whipping the Senate, trying to get Republicans in the Senate. But we heard yesterday that that's what the reason we have the COVID plague. Oh, well, <laughs> regardless, we still want to get this codified. It's too late. COVID's on the wane, although it's... Well, it'll probably come little, back. Uh, well, okay. If, if our caller if was allow, right. If we allow... Okay. Same-sex marriage. Yeah, well, we, that's right. That's We're right. supposed to get toads coming up here, too. To- oh, hey, we had locusts. I hear cr- I hear them croaking every <laughs> day outside my house. Because of abortion. All right. Either uh, that or gay marriage, one of the two. <laughs> one other headline. One other one. All right, go the ahead. The United States, which for the better part of a century has said they absolutely positively will never deal prisoner for prisoner is offering a prisoner for prisoner swap with Russia to bring home Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan the proposal from the, uh, I almost said the Trump administration, <laughs> the Biden administration, yeah, one of the TV commentators all did over that again. the other day, uh, <laughs> said uh, will reportedly be for convicted arms dealer Victor Bout, also known as the Merchant of Death, who was sentenced to 25 years in a federal U.S. prison. Recently, two-time Olympic basketball gold medalist pleaded guilty to drug charges in a Russian court. At a briefing, the National Security Council spokesperson John Kirby said it was important for the world to know they are doing everything everything they can to bring jailed Americans home. Fair enough. Including tracing prisoners for prisoners, which they said they would never do. So let the kidnapping of Americans begin. Yeah, you got something you want from us? Kidnap an American. Kidnap a gold medalist, and away you go. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Bob Douglas is on the line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yes, um, good, good morning, everyone. From being, uh, you know, born and raised in Sunbury and taking over my grandparents' property and having uh, relatives that live in Sunbury, um, I have a copy of the uh, uh, Bicentennial book. Yeah. Of course, that's, you know, loaded with information uh, uh, that Sunbury was the last, what, town that was established um, in Northumberland County, I think it was the seventh one, so one-third of the Commonwealth 
uh, was Northumberland County at one time, and things were purchased from Northumberland County, but all those records are still in the county courthouse. Wow. Okay. So I'm not certain I understand the point. Well, no. great history. Oh, okay, we just okay, had the okay, semi coincidence okay, uh, um, like you know, uh, restoring the courthouse and everything. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, that's in other words, it's it's definitely uh, money that's uh, well spent because uh, um, Sunbury is definitely um, and and the county courthouse is definitely um, should be on the National Historic Register. Is it not? No, I think it is. Okay, yeah, I think so. All right, super. All right, thank you so thank much, you. Bobby. Thanks for the good trivia. Appreciate it. Okay, thanks. All right, thank you. Take care. Uh, next, uh, we are enjoying open phones. Cat from Mifflinburg on the line. Thanks again for calling our show again. Glad to have you out there. Yes, um, the reason why I'm calling today is because of that Brittany Griner. Or Griner I don't know how you say her name. Yep, that's, that it. Her. Um, that's it. Wasn't she, like, part of that whole, like, like hating the USA and everything? So why is she asking us for help? She thinks she can go over overseas and take drugs with her and not get in trouble for it. Does she think she's above the law? I don't. I don't think we should help her. I have no idea what she's she thinking or asking. I didn't hear well, that. She, well, she disrespects our military. She was taking knees during the national anthem. No, no I don't she? think we should help her. I, I wasn't aware. Of, how long has she been over there? Do you know? I, I, I she's been in prison oh, there for a while, hasn't she? Because she, she's had a trial. Just a little bit, just a little bit. But she was here during all that bull crap that was going on. And if she doesn't respect our country, we shouldn't help her. Yeah, free speech is awful. We definitely it. shouldn't be allow free speech in the U.S. If somebody doesn't agree I'm with us, I'm not saying free speech. I'm saying oh. disrespecting our military. Well, that's your that opinion, right? That's your opinion, but I think other people have different oh, okay. ways to express so, so their you views. You don't want it. You don't want. You don't want. You know, to be safe. <laughs> okay. Well, I, th I think part of the, if you're in the U.S., you participate in conversation. I, I think you irritated our caller. <laughs> well, that's true. Well, that's the trouble with the U.S. is people are allowed to voice their opinion, including Kat from Mifflinburg. <laughs> but, yeah, we welcome all comers, all opinions, and uh, uh, Brittany Griner. Uh, in February 2022, Griner was detained by Russian Customs after cartridges containing hashish oil were found in her luggage. She had been entering Russia to play in the Russian Premier League during the WNBA offseason. Her trial began on July 1st, and she pled guilty to the charges. Right, and hashish oil, where is that legal? I don't know. If anywhere. I mean, I don't think it's legal anywhere. But I, I'm not sure, but uh, in any event, okay, so, and when was that? That was in July, I just scrolled past just it, uh, February of 2022. Okay, uh, she was so detained by the Russian authorities. Her trial began in July, and she pled guilty. Okay. And uh, well, our good caller indicated that she was asking for help. I don't recall that. It, it, has she been pleading for U.S. assistance? I don't remember well, that. Well, I'm looking but, at uh, that. Let's see. In an interview with uh, Sitcom on February 11, 2013, Griner publicly came out as a lesbian. She also revealed in the interview that she was bullied as a child, explaining it's hard just being picked on for being different, just being bigger, my sexuality, everything. She said she's very passionate about working with children in order to bring 
bring attention to the issue of bullying, particularly against LGBTQ people. Well, that's pretty pathetic. Uh, Griner had previously come out to her parents in high school, which her father did not accept gracefully, forcing her to live with an assistant coach for six weeks during her senior year. Mm-hmm. So she's had some some difficulties. She's. Um, I was looking to see. Oh, here's the arrest. On February 17th, Griner was arrested on drug charges in Russia. She was detained at the airport after the Federal Security Service found she was carrying vaporized vaporizer cartridges containing hashish oil, mm. an illegal substance in Russia. Some U.S. officials have expressed concern that Russia may be using her as leverage in response to the Western sanctions imposed against Russia for its invasion of Ukraine. So that's the story. But, um, you know, you're right. We've said in the past we wouldn't trade uh, hostages. Right, because it promotes kidnapping. Right. I well, but on clear. the other hand, you do have a certain similarity here. This Russian uh, arms dealer was con- arrested, convicted, and sentenced. She was arrested, convicted, and sentenced, and admitted that she did it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it's just more like a prisoner swap than it is an exchange of a spy for a, somebody right. who's been kidnapped. Right. She hasn't been kidnapped. She has been arrested uh, for a violation of law in the Russian uh, state. Right. Our that good caller said that she's un-American. Well, I'm not sure that protesting in the U.S. is un-American. A lot of people to protest. Would, would you say that during the Revolutionary War that protesters were in, on the right side or the wrong side in America? Definitely the right side. Right. So I just think people... But they ex- weren't protesters. They were revolutionaries. Right. So I, I just think expressing your views. Now, if she did something illegal, you know, injured somebody or uh, riots or, you know, broke into the Capitol or um, kneeled when uh, it was illegal to do so, well, then she should be... Well, I was looking... There may be some accounting for that. I didn't find anything here in this article, and admittedly I'm looking at Wikipedia, so it may or may not be complete. It's a rather extensive article about her and her basketball career. No, I'm not going to read it. Under these circumstances, (laughs) the less you know, the better. (laughs) Well, but it doesn't say anything about her being controversial in that regard, and Mm -hmm. I must admit, until our caller, Kat, called in, I wasn't familiar with her doing that. She catcalled. Catcalls. Catcalls. <laughs> she didn't catcall us, although I think she was catcalled me. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Bill, you called just in time for a quick break, so stand by. You're first up, but we'll take more comers. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Head of the North Hamilton County Commissioners here. Talking about this uh, big crisis with prison staffing. Yeah, I was surprised to hear they're under budget, even with uh, significant amounts of overtime for the remaining staff there, but they're down 30-some people, so yeah, I guess that adds up in a big hurry. And uh, just about done with the $4 million project in Sunbury. On and the what impressed House. me was uh, Commissioner Chicatano acknowledging that a good idea came from the Democratic minority chairperson. So <laughs> I think that alone is significant well, in the shows s- that they're working together well and doing what they can do best for the people of Northumberland County. Got a smart board there. Yep, All we right. do. one 800 We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. 
If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Oh, brand new bumper music. So uh, Griner didn't um, oh, disrespect the country, right? Yeah, right. Uh, this is from The Independent in the UK. It says, in July of 2020, during the height of the racial justice protests in the U.S., uh, players for the Phoenix Mercury, including Ms. Griner and the Los Angeles Sparks, walked off the court before the playing of the national anthem in protest to police brutality. I honestly, quote, this is her quote, I honestly feel we should not play the national anthem during our season. I think we should take that much of a stand, unquote. She told the press at the time, quote, I'm going to protest regardless. I'm not going to be out there for the national anthem. If the league continues to want to play, that's fine. It will all be. It will be all season long. I will not be out there. I feel, uh, and she goes on, and blah blah blah. But well, anyway, in that case, I would say let her serve out her sentence and then come home on her own. Well, see, here's the. You and I have talked about this a hundred times over on this show. Sometimes free speech, protest speech, is terrible. You know, we don't like it. We don't like stomping on the American flag. Uh, you didn't appreciate or like kneeling at football games and other places during the national anthem. Uh, you did protest one. Or you held a rally one time for radar in Harrisburg it, yeah, but it was perfectly lawful we had a right, we 100% had 100% lawful well it's lawful to do this other stuff that i said right it is but um, it's it's not it wasn't a protest it was a rally supporting right. something what about the capitol right you still endorse that that's a good way to get your message oh across? sure yeah let's okay. storm the capitol every day that of course not that's well, ridiculous exactly well i just think you know sometimes but, free speech really irritates other people, but it's still legal. And that's the great well, no thing No one's about saying this it's country. not legal, but on the other hand, if you're going to put down the country and then turn around and ask it for help, you know, doesn't it seem like you're biting the hand that was trying to feed you? You're talking about the January 6th people. I'm talking about Griner. Oh, okay. Well, I think if you're talking about the National Anthem, which is a showpiece to show, you know, how wonderful it is that we live in this country and how great we are and how wonderful our military is, there's a lot to it. If there's some aspect of our country that's just still completely undone, unfinished, and needs work, and you feel strongly about that, if she doesn't want to play in the NBA, tell her not to play. Right. Well, that's, that's her, her right. Yeah, but she noticed she didn't give up the money. She just gave up. Well, she said she wouldn't play in future games if that's what they decided to do. I'm assuming she I thought she meant she wasn't going to come out for the national anthem of oh, all I season long if she, she had to do it. not play at all. Okay. Well, to be continued. But anyway, that's that. You know, you and I went through this during the uh, George Floyd protests, um, many of which were peaceful. Some certainly were not. Uh, my daughter lives in Oregon and says, believe it or don't, the irritation continues in Portland. They never really stopped. And um, there, it's, uh, yeah, free speech is offensive to some folks. There's no argument about that. Well, no, right. it's not offensive. Another, you certainly have the right to do it, but then don't turn around and ask the people that uh, that you're pr- protesting against to help you out. Did she ask for the U.S. Help? Yes, she oh, has. Okay, <laughs> she did plead for U.S. I, I never caught that. I didn't really follow this closely, but you say she has. She has. So I don't believe you. Uh, Bill, you're on the mark. Okay, you're saying you don't you didn't watch or hear any of this. I, I find that utterly hard to believe. First off, her wife or husband, whichever one's reversing role has been on TV pleading to get a meeting with Biden, and then she comes out uh, pleading to get get off. 
Well, her first story is she said she packed in a hurry. That's why she had to hash yeast oil. And, uh, you know you're going to Russia. You don't pack in a hurry. You knew you were going there <laughs> once ahead of time. Yep, that, I agree. That's no excuse. Yeah. I mean, if you're going on a trip, you you know, you may forget if you turn the water off or something, you don't forget packing the hay sheets oil. <laughs> Number two, years ago, she was with another partner and beat her up so bad, I think she ended in a hospital. I can't, I don't remember that for sure. But she's no angel. And it, she, as far as I'm concerned, she could stay over there. She went over there, and now there's people in the United States saying the reason why she went there to WNBA doesn't pay her enough. Well, you know, it's not like I can go to another country and work where I work for 40 years and make more money. If I go there, that's my decision. It's not the country's fault. Yeah. You know, she's pleading for money and then pleading because she had the, the marijuana stuff. And if you're going to Russia, pack carefully. That's well, all we're going to say Well, I would, you know, and some of the people in the media are calling her being kidnapped. Uh, there's nothing here that indicates kidnapping to me. She was, her luggage was searched. They found a violation of Russian law that applies to everybody, not just to United States citizens. They arrested her. She went to trial, and she pled guilty, and she was sentenced. So yeah, the, it, only reason, the only reason why she pled guilty was she thought she could get out of there early. That was her defense. That that's why they said plead guilty, mm-hmm. and they thought it would end right there. But Russia's continuing it. Oh, is, well. And you've been following this. Thank you, but yeah, I just this has never been really significant on our radar on this show. Was, but was her I, sentence I, more than than other people would get for the same thing? In which case, maybe she, it's she's got a point. She she may get ten years if I'm if I'm correct on that. Okay. That and seems I have harsh. A subject you guys missed the other week, and let you may have been on, and I, I had some docs from so I missed the show. Did you see the article up in the Bloomsburg area about three weeks ago, where a lady was walking her baby, and her husband was with her on TikTok? There's a thing where people go around in a car and shoot a pellet gun at you. No, it's now, not. If you're going to do that, and you're a law-abiding carrying gun, if you see somebody pointing a gun out of a car, and you shoot them, are you going to take, or you shoot at them, are you going to take time to say, I wonder if that's a pellet gun or not? Hmm. Probably not. Somebody's going to get killed. Who would be in the wrong? Car (laughs) driver. There was an article in the Bloomsburg paper where she was walking down. They actually did shoot at her, and... But I'm just wondering, suppose her law-bearing citizen there sees the gun pointed out the window, doesn't know if it's a fellow gun or not, and then she shoot, they shoot him. Bill, you and I, we got to get more people to get involved in mandatory carry. Would you, if you were in a pellet gun and you're walking by a couple and they're each carrying a 45 on their hip, would you shoot a pellet gun at them? <laughs> no, but if it's concealed in your pocket, you don't know they have it. Oh, yeah, it's got to be open. None of this concealment. No pocket carrier. No inside the waistband stuff. Plain sight. <laughs> All right. Thank you, and, Bill. And the other thing is, too, the, the guy they want to trade for Griner is a guns dealer and everything, and all the people that are sporting him are ones that want to take away our guns, but yet they'll trade a guy that was getting guns in the United States. People illegally. <laughs> Well, that no, does we seem to be a <laughs> We don't trade for prisoners, Bill. Oh, wait. Yeah, we do. All right. Thank you so much, Thanks, sir. Bill. Thanks Appreciate for calling your call. in. Yep, call again, yeah. early and often. Glad to hear from you. Chris is gracing the radio. We're glad to say thank you, sir. Yeah, well, first of all, if I can do this quickly, uh, she was 
she wasn't she wasn't a hostage she and we do trade hostages and we do trade prisoners all the time I think uh, even back to the U2 incident we traded somebody right for Gary Powers yes yes and uh, they do prisoner stuff all the time and the Russian gun dealer he's already served 20 years of the 25 years I'll add that too well Chris and don't yeah. don't inject facts into our half-cocked oh, argument. We don't want any Please. facts. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I do have two more facts. Go ahead. Uh, the Science uh, magazine came out with an article with the new studies on the COVID virus and its origin, and their conclusion is quite firmly that it came from the marketplace, not from the lab. The Wuhan marketplace. Yeah, but, but I'm holding on to the firmly held myth that it was deliberate by the Chinese. Yes. And uh, the other thing is the, the asking for uh, the National Guard at the demonstration. Mm-hmm. The guy who was uh, defense secretary who on Hannity repeated his claims that that the uh, offer was made that he ordered 10 to 20,000 troops to be there if necessary and blah, 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 blah. When he was under oath, all of a sudden, no, nothing nothing like that ever happened. Hmm. When uh, they released that testimony from him when he was under oath. So you go on Hannity, you agree with him and his lies that he repeated about 100 times, they say, in 43 episodes. Of the sh- of a show uh, about uh, Trump ordering the making available the ten thousand the twenty thousand uh, National Guard under oath, all of a sudden it didn't happen. So let's not hear any more about those two issues. But on the other hand, Nancy Pelosi didn't ask for any help either, and maybe if she had had the foresight to realize this could be a problem, she might okay, have. Okay, let me ask you a question. Trump wanted to stop the election, and you're going to put 10,000 people under his command to preserve the election? They wouldn't be under his command unless he nationalized the National Guard. They would yeah, be under state that's what command. what he has to do in order for them to be there. Not if, not if they're requested by Nancy Pelosi. Is that what he was going to do, Chris? What? Do we have any evidence that he was going to nationalize the National Guard so he could control well, it? That's, I think that's uh, once the president orders uh, a segment of the National no. Guard, that's what they have to do. If they order it's them for federal service, if they order them for federal service, for example, if they're going to ship them overseas to fight, he has to nationalize them. But they are under the control of the state. So if the District of Columbia doesn't have National Guard, Maryland could and Virginia could. They would be under the control of the governor, and they could be called up to help. Oh, uh, well, I'm not sure about the technicalities there. I'm not sure you're sure about them either. I am. You are. <laughs> he are just you says sure he, you're right. He says he is. He says. <laughs> well, he well is. read some history. You'll see how. But the, the, but, but the point is, on the, on the Hannity show, he said one thing, and under oath, he said another. Mm-hmm. That ought to tell you something right there about the issue I'm That's weird. talking about. A lie on the Hannity show. I hope they bookmarked yes, because it. because there's no law. And that's the... It's a, I know you don't like your Republican Party being the party of lies, but that's what they have become. 
the defense secretary. Oh, the Democrats are doing a pretty good job of that, too, with Joe no, Biden. I don't think so. Oh, They're yes, they are. We don't call him lying Joe Biden for nothing. Nancy Pelosi mm-hmm. is pretty much nonsense. The, the, like the one thing you issued, he bought it. Uh, he bought the stock uh, ten days before the announcement, before the the bill came up for vote. I think he said yesterday, and uh, that means it, it it's already gone through a lot of things before it comes through the vote. So it was well known they were going to pass the chips bill, or they, they were going to bring the chips bill up for help for for a vote. So I don't see where that's any insider trading. And and he's a good investor. Now, whether there's anything hanky-panky going on, there well may be, I suppose, but there's no evidence of that whatsoever. And you're flapping your mouth off about it, Joe. Well, Fox News gave him a fabulous well, article. Yeah, Fox News. You don't have any. So you you wouldn't believe anything bad about a Democrat if God came down and sat in the Democrat shoulder and said, "This guy's rotten." Well, I'd like more evidence of that. Remember those the guys who uh, I so think they were Republicans. There's who, nothing to uh, Hunter. The, nothing to Hunter Biden's laptop, they, right? They came out and they called used their cell phones to call their their wife to sell all their stock in the, in that. Well, let me see if I get this right. Donald Trump, Donald Trump led an insurrection at the White House. Donald Trump led an insurrection at the Capitol, so he's bad. But there's evidence that Joe Biden uh, knows all about his son's business deals, but that's not right. And Mr. Pelosi's not doing anything wrong. Every Democrat is good and virtuous. Every Republican is evil. We know. We understand. Okay, if that's what you understand, go ahead and understand it. I we don't do. understand that. <laughs> don't Have confuse him with he the facts. He might have about his son's business bills. He said that he didn't, and I don't think there's much evidence that he did. Oh, yeah, of course. There's no evidence. The laptop I and mean, the emails. Tell me that, what the evidence is, Joe. Read the emails that have been released today off of his son's laptop. Look up okay, in the news media. Check them out. Investigating all that right now. Right, they are the FBI. So let's let's wait and see what happens with the investigation because we still don't know. Well, you didn't want to wait and see what happened with the investigation into the alleged Russian collusion. You wanted to tar and feather Trump for that. Uh, I don't think that's true. I've explained true. that several times to you. Can you tell me what I explained? Nope. He doesn't listen. <laughs> His wax in his ears. Or no, is that right? Wax in your ears? Wax in my ears, okay. yes. All right, we got callers coming in. Chris, thank you so Have much. Have a good day, Chris. Take for care. Attempting to set us straight. <laughs> uh, for adding it's a full time job. He, slightly he left leaning perspective to the proceedings. Oh, he's on hold. Oh, wait, I, I didn't put him on hold. Chris, okay. you there? Uh, yep, we repeat go. what you just said. I think I accidentally put you on hold. Go ahead. Oh. Uh, there was collusion between the Russian campaign and Russia. It right. was Paul Manafort. I said it was Michael, the other guy, the Michael, the guy, the other guy, the Barton too. All right, Michael, the other guy. Okay. Actually, Paul Manafort who did that. All right, thank you so much, sir. Thanks for calling in. Yep. All right. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. We'll be right back. 
All right, Joe, you got a field of yes, words. Yes, we in do. Front of and um, our friend Larry G is going to take you to oh, task. Oh, sure, here. you got to read that one oh, first. Of course, I do. Uh, the portion of the show with Commissioner Shikitano and the young man was excellent. On the other hand, the rudeness by Mark toward the lady named Cat was one of the lowest moments I have heard on the station in a long time. Thanks for the opportunity to share my opinion. And that's from our friend Larry G in Texas, who was usually very complimentary, but today he finds. Something different. Okay. Uh, another la- another listener says, I visited Canada many times, but my first time going there in the 90s, an official from our government reminded me that to follow their laws closely as, quote, you are in a foreign country. Be unquote. a smart American. Yeah, no, quote. Be unquote. a smart American when off of our soil. And most disturbing is that Biden is considering a trade for her, a Russian arms dealer. And Al, you're on the mark. Good morning. Good morning. I'm a good office speaker. Yeah, please do. Uh, how's that? Thank you. That's better. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, I'm calling this morning on a couple things, and I have no here. And I was writing down the same time, don't bite the hand to feed you, when you said it, Joe. <laughs> I was actually writing it at the same time. And right under that, I have uh, Pelosi's husband is worth $114 million. Okay. And then I wanted to talk about the terrible job that uh, Biden's doing for the United States on the border, and they keep telling us it's it's closed, and we can see it's not closed. Almost five hundred thousand getaways, and two hundred and two and a half million people already uh, apprehended in process this year. And then two weeks ago, they found the six and seven year old girl. They weren't even sisters. They were sex- so sexually assaulted they needed medical help. Um, and you can imagine what that probably looked like. And that and, happened in uh, the U.S.? They were assaulted? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, this cartel left them on the U.S. side after they got done sexually molesting them. They found them two weeks ago. And then shortly before that, there was 54 dead in the locked trailer, died of heat, uh, exhaustion, and then um, 150 have drowned so far, and then the ones that the young men that do make it, they're indentured slaves, and they have to work for MS-13. Um, and if they don't, you know, they have problems with their family back home, and the cartel is uh, really running the show. And I think Biden should be impeached because he's like finishing the end of the slave trade down there on the border and he's responsible for all these deaths with his uh, laxy daisy um, taking care of our borders and I think that's dereliction to duty and he really is harming the whole United States with all these people coming over this year, 3 million so far and countless deaths and horrible deaths at that well, what's the other side of the story? I know that the border's not sealed tight, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. It's not 100% perfectly open, but, you know, there are certainly many porous places, and a lot of, we talked about on this show, we know a lot of drugs are coming in over there. What What is the justification for not having tight borders? Is you know somebody, There is no justification. It's dereliction of duty. And I, I would say Trump wanted to you know, claim the cartel as uh, a terrorist. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you get up with the Mexican government? Because the cartel is no good for Mexico. Why couldn't you get with the Mexican government if you were any kind of president? 
and said, we got to do something about this cartel. Where's their factories? And, uh, what, you know, where's it coming in? Where's, where's the ships come in from China? And where are their factories? And, and go after them like it's warfare. It is warfare. They're, they're killed 100,000 or more people already uh, by poisoning. They, call it, they keep calling it overdose, but it's not really an overdose. It's a poisoning. These kids are studying for a college test, and they think they're taking, I don't know, Adderall or something, I guess, keeps them awake. Um, they think they're going to take one of them, and, and that's it. And there's been mothers that two boys are studying one night, and uh, she comes in their bedroom the next morning, and they're both dead. You know, they scored something over off the Internet. And as far as TikTok, there's another enemy, uh, a terrorist thing, and, and we just keep on going after that. We, we are not waking up as a country. Well, I don't think TikTok is terrorist. I think it's influenced by the Chinese government. And Well, they can some... terrorize after they get all the information that you... They, anybody goes on TikTok, they get all your information, they get all your contacts, and we're just ignoring things like this. Yeah, but the, so does Microsoft, so does <laughs> Facebook, everybody else. Yeah, but TikTok's Chinese. Well, okay. That's okay. my point. They're not necessarily terrorists. They're they're looking to sell something. I don't think that we can prove that the Chinese have done anything, as you put it, ter- in a terrorist vein with it. But they well, certainly have done things that they are. They know they they know by your contacts that okay, this one can we can probably send them some uh, drugs. Uh, maybe it's all interconnected because you know how the uh, internet is bringing the whole world all together. Right. And you know, and Joe Biden did. Did unite us. I mean, he has everybody pissed off at him, and that's that's pretty good. Uh, Democrats and Republicans, rhinos and constitutionalists, everybody, liberal, everybody's mad at him. All right, yeah, so, I got you. All right, we got another caller coming in. Yep, we got two other calls. We got to take. Thanks, uh, Thank Al. You. Appreciate your call. Bye. Take yep. care, buddy. Thank you, sir. All right, who uh, on to now? Dan is next, right? Hit the next caller in a minute. We'll okay, be right back. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. Uh, we got enough callers to fill out the rest of the show, so we'll uh, busy up the lines. And we'll get to Dan and Eric in a moment. They'll get to split up the remaining time. But i got to tell you about another Sunbury Motor Company vehicle, this time the Hyundai Nexo. You probably haven't heard much about it. It's available only in California. But if you don't want that, the slightly upgraded version is the Hyundai Palisade. And the Hyundai Palisade is a three-row mid-size SUV that can sit eight 
people, as long as they're not enormously large. It's basically <laughs> very similar to a Kia Telluride, where it's a full-size SUV, 3.8-liter V6 engine, but you're going to get 30 miles to the gallon on the highway and probably 15 in the city in the winter, uh, 291 horsepower, very roomy, luxury vehicle, slightly higher price. You're going to approach 50 grand for the beefed-up uh, version there. Consumer Reports just loves the heck out of them. The Hyundai Palisade. All right, about two, three and a half minutes per, oh, nope, two and a half person per person. We'll start out with Dan, who's next. Go ahead, sir, you're on the mark. Hey, no, Mark, I agree with the gentleman from Texas. You get a lady caller very seldom, and when they disagree with your position, then you treat them rude. And Kat makes a very good point. You know, people want to this country to save them when they need help, but all the time they protest against the flag and against standing up for the national anthem. So I think you owe Cat an apology. It seems to be the, the way consensus. You treated her. And uh, the other lady, you get on here, you swoon and smooth her because she's close to your position in politics and religion but you get a religious what you call a religious caller we're going to get treated rude I've been cut off when I wasn't done with my statements well you brought it on yourself by you know constantly proselytizing now you don't do that anymore now you talk, call in about political topics but you would be on a political topic and then you just say hey I'd like to take some of this open mic time to talk about my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ which is great if that was our topic but it isn't our topic and we don't just allow people to call in and talk about any old thing they want to anytime let me ask you a question both of you whose program is it is it yours or is it ours? Who makes the program? Who is makes it the, the, caller? the callers make the program, but on the other hand, the topics and the manner of the program are subject to our interpretation. We're the people who, who pick the topics, and we like to stay on them. We, we try and make sure we give you a balance of information. But Mark's right. We can't have people calling in every day talking about their Lord and Savior. That's not what the program's about. And uh, you you have to admit, over all the years I called, I talked a lot about politics. You do, and we and when that go when when you're doing that, you find no problem with us. You can disagree with us, and you and I have had spirited conversations over the years. Um, but you know, I don't think I've ever cut you off. But on the other hand, uh, you've been on when you've been on topic. There's no reason to. You know, in other words, the Lord and Savior has nothing to do with the Susquehanna Valley, not one thing. <laughs> Is well, that what you're telling me? If, if that's what you think we're saying, Dan, I think it's hopeless. We'll let you wrap up, though. You get 20 more seconds, and then we got to get no, the next call. You should, be, you should treat each call, call, caller equally well, not smooth and kiss up to the callers that you like, and I could name them. But I won't. I don't like because Cindy. I appreciate all the callers. Wait, I listen right. <laughs> to every one of them, and I never want you to be rude to them. But always remember, be kind to the ones that 
that disagree well, that, that's more a, with your position. That's a two-way street because, quite frankly, some of the callers have been rude to me and some have been rude to Mark. Yeah, Mr. Garbage. <laughs> yeah. I've been called garbage on the show. Now, I right. don't think I've ever called anybody a name on this program. So. And, yeah, and I don't think I have either, and I never call you. But we do have rules, and the, when you follow the rules, fine. But when you don't Wait. follow the rules, you're, we're going to call you on it. Yeah, Joe and I, I facilitate the program. Cat, you got to yep. be a little kinder, and these you don't have hardly any women callers because you know you, you got to treat them right. And ladies, they're not going. It's hard to call in a talk show. We're not professional radio people. The callers. Gotcha. Oh, we got to get our other caller. <laughs> thank you, Dan. Thank you, thank you, thank you, we sir. Get our other okay, caller going. you take guys care. have a great you day. You too. Hey, you too, buddy. All right, Eric is the last caller of the day. You guys can go ahead and let her rip. I, I've got pretty thick skin, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think you guys do a pretty even-handed job. And, of course, we all get uh, very passionate about our, our different uh different perspectives and I, I thought last week I think you had a, a new caller call in uh, a lady who was uh, on the one side of abortion and I thought Joe you, you spoke with the most time you treated her very well and gave her her, her time and I appreciate the time um, I haven't heard Stan call in in a while I, I don't know why I hope Stan's okay out there I always appreciate his perspective on things. Uh, he's okay. Um, he is uh, uh, not listening as faithfully as he did in the past, but he did call during our Agnes anniversary. Okay, great. Yeah, that's I do recall that. So I might be not uh, calling in as faithfully over the next few days. I'm going to be in and out. So uh, don't take it as I've been offended or anything. Uh, to Joe, uh, or I'm sorry, to Dan, uh, my condolences. His 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 time set in mind. His uh, his, his perfect time in the United States took a hit. Wally from Leave it to Beaver died. Uh, so sorry to all those people who still think we're living in a time of, of Leave it to Beaver, which we're not. Uh, and we have to react to where we are with, with, uh, with, with where we're at. Um, you know, we all have different points of view. Um, I, I just think that, uh, Joe, or your perspective on trying to equate uh, Hunter Biden to the insurrection is uh, the big stretch. But that's my opinion. <laughs> Uh, and last comic, I know we're running out of time. Uh, so the... Go ahead. Go ahead. We finish. ran out of time. No, go well, ahead. you got finish. 10 seconds. Uh, why is the Republicans pulling the funding for uh, the re-election of uh, former President... Uh, of Former President Trump, I'm assuming. I don't know. We, yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. Okay. Call tomorrow. Call tomorrow. John Shipman will be our co-host tomorrow. And I'll see you Monday. Joe begins his retirement lengthened weekend. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury, 10 o'clock.